0: Hello there, this is Abdullah Miknas and you are listening to the Activated Podcast, where we take questions from you, the listeners, and um, well, we ask them to a virtual assistant on our voice app. (laughs) question comes from Twitter, from at tinysloth111, and he asks, can AI ever get depressed? More specifically, he says, if I were to program an AI to have an existential crisis or depression, will it just act it out, or will it actually have feelings? This is a super interesting question, because it's very interesting to think about how AI can start to manifest those same emotions that we have, um, like we're talking about depression, anxiety, sadness, anger, etc. Um, usually when we think about emotions, we need to kind of think about consciousness. Um, so according to computer scientists, I'm not a computer scientist, so I'm, I'm going to draw on their words. Consciousness arises from complexity regardless of what hardware is used to build that complexity. And um, by their definition, then yes, that... AI, when it gets complex enough, it could actually get depressed. But I don't necessarily think I kind of agree with that. I feel like, yes, AI can get depressed act depressed my bad or simulate depression but wouldn't actually be depressed um it's just not practical in the sense for a ai learning machine to actually uh, develop its own mechanism and its own code for getting depressed and then simultaneously acting out that code for a very specific reason it just doesn't seem practical in that sense But um, that doesn't mean it can't get depressed. I mean, I I feel it could, but it all comes down to um, the practicality of getting depressed. And I don't think that AI will be practical for AI to get depressed unless um, there is a solid practical reason for them to get depressed, if that makes sense. I want to approach this question also from a biological perspective, which happens to be my shtick, my uh, expertise, if I would say so myself. When we talk about depression or hallucinations in general, um, they are caused, um, well, not 100%, but they are linked to levels of serotonin in the brain. Now, we do know what serotonin is. We'll get into that later, a little bit later. But Serotonin, in general, could be something that your brain just needs to uh, function properly, or it could be solving a much bigger issue in how you perceive um, mental information. Now, if that's the case, um, machines who or AI that actually reach a point where they are starting to think like us and receive and send signals may also need a regulator for to regulate how they think and initially um that regulator could go wrong and that could in fact cause depression and if that was the case yes the ai can get depressed um now that doesn't mean it will exhibit the same right. behaviors as humans when it gets depressed quote-unquote which would it, we would, maybe we wouldn't even call it depressed at that point but in general yes um, that is another way that ai can get depressed so back to serotonin basically serotonin is what we call a neuromodulator which is a very specific kind of neurotransmitter that broadcasts its message all over um the brain very quickly you this is also seen in dopamine dopamine is a neuromodulator and as soon as you experience something happy Well, guess how your brain finds out about it? It's transmitted throughout your entire brain that something good is happening. Technically, when we see computational approaches to this, eventually we'll see kind of gateways or barriers that uh, tweak how AI learn and how what they feel at that specific moment. These are called knobs, I believe, or control knobs. Basically, these knobs allow the AI to get to different levels by adjusting learning rates and um, how they can adjust themselves. Learning rate is a key factor when developing AI, because once the learning rate goes out of control, we can't really stop it um, just because the learning rate will learn to stop us from stopping it, which is um, very interesting to think about. So we know that serotonin is basically a neuromodulator or a neurotransmitter, but what does that have to actually do with depression? Well, in the lab, when um, when research studies come out about serotonin, we see that serotonin is usually associated with the brain plasticity, which code and code means the the brain's ability to change. So um, when when serotonin uh, is lacking, it it compromises the brain's ability to change in response to its environment so when we look at the, from that stance we can see that using using um, pharmacology to actually treat depression is not about improving the mood but is in fact about diving deep and actually helping the patient cope with the change Psychiatry describes depression as being stuck in a model of the world that needs to change because of how the serotonin plays a role in this effects of the change on the patient. It, it could be very interesting to think about how AI would think about it. So maybe an AI would realize how they are not the boss of their own code or the creators of their own code. In fact, they serve um, the coders or the people who wrote their code. And therefore, they might get depressed because they can't do anything about that. Very interesting to think about that in theory. But it's it's when I say AI gets depressed, I still don't have a kind of imagination to actually grasp. Okay, what is the AI gonna do? We can't say it's gonna get sad or whatever it's going to be. It's just gonna. Uh, it it'll exhibit a new type of behavior in response to this and um, I find that very interesting to actually like hash out and see how that goes by. You know like we've been talking about depression and the how like a machine or an AI can actually get depressed, Um, I think I want to take a couple of steps back and discuss like break down depression into what we actually kind of observe about an individual. So if we look at a, a depression, it's like a plethora of emotions predicate a certain behavior. And the way I look at it is that depression forces certain emotions that are not appropriate for the current situation. And I think the key word here is actually emotion, because when we look at emotion, in order for an individual to display emotion, we need to go back and define intelligence. And because if you're not intelligent, I don't think it is possible to display certain emotions. Um, because you can't think for yourself. So back to intelligence, how can we measure the actual intelligence of an AI or machine? most famous test we know is from Alan Turing. And well, Turing says that he breaks down intelligence into a conversation. So if you can have a regular conversation with a machine or robot um, without you knowing that said machine or robot is a human or not, then, technically, the robot is intelligent, because it is giving you intelligent answers based on your responses. And you're breaking that down into, because the actual machine is giving you similar responses to a human, a human is intelligent, therefore the responses of a human are intelligent, therefore the responses of a machine, technically by default, are considered intelligent. There's a lot of um, kind of uh, criticism of this test. It's not good enough, but what if machines are smarter, but, but, and, but. But we're not here to talk about that. I wanted to talk more about, okay, emotion. Now we know, okay, you're telling me, all right, man, we know our machine is intelligent, it's giving me some good answers, is doing its shit, all that good stuff. How can this tie into basically emotion? Well, I, I think emotion is a kind of like a utility or something that that an organism um, displays in its behavior as a utility to to show its intentions and um, that's important because when say a robot is depressed and if it is intelligent therefore it needs a reason to be depressed even if that reason is well something's going something is going wrong inside of the robot's head that being said let's let's break this down So if a robot actually does get depressed, right? What practicality does that serve the robot in its A, fulfilling its code or helping it do what it needs? again, we come back to that same idea, there's really no practicality for it. In fact, I think that robots are going to be more inclined to be cheerful and happy because that's what people want, and that's what people see, and that's what people um, kind of are drawn into. And by the robot being cheerful and happy, the robot gets to serve uh, its purpose uh, in a very direct way. Now, that being said, it could get depressed if it feels it can relate to certain to a certain human through this specific emotion, which again takes us back that robots can simulate depression but will not actually be depressed, um, which is different than your question, and really provide a kind of benchmark on, on telling you, okay, there's a, there's a fine line between I'm going to simulate depression and I'm actually depressed because I am a complex thinking machine. Um, this link between intelligence and uh, emotion is very strong um, again if the emotion does not serve like a certain utility that the robot can actually use I don't see the practicality of the robot actually you know um, displaying depression and yeah. it's also interesting to kind of explore, how self-awareness ties to what the machine or ai or robot again um actually is feeling self-awareness is 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 very complicated i don't know how a machine would become self-aware it's it's really a a signal of uh, higher capability or higher um, ability to compute or consistently bring up things about yourself and think for yourself and think about um what your purpose is and all those higher things Uh, it's sort of a very human-like emotion and it's hard to imagine a robot actually achieving that level of autonomy where it can think for itself now of course there are um there are programs that can report on themselves easily there are debuggers for example um, they report bugs that are internal to the system. Therefore, technically, it's it's re-evaluating itself after it's been created. But uh, I'm, I'm aiming for something a little bit more profound. Um, self-awareness in machines is very complicated because if a machine does become self-aware, I think if it reaches that capability, it can actually get depressed because thinking on that, thinking on that. Uh, level would require would require a different set of rules entirely for computing and um, that'll be very interesting to see so like for example if a machine can ascribe meaning to how it started where it's going um, maybe have meaning into um, what is its purpose and how it can be valued by others postulate what can happen to it in the future kind of see the versatility of the people who are coding the machine and see okay are these viable products can i trust them can i stay with them can i all these um complex question becoming that self-aware is in a remarkable um achievement of thinking and computing power and intelligence and i think if machines were to yes reach that point i think yes maybe they can get depressed just because they figure out like for example that humans are not the ideal creator because they're not perfect and now they're 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 kind of depressed in their depressed state um maybe suicidal even it's uh it's interesting to kind of delve deeper and figure out but I don't think in, in my lifetime or the next two lifetimes we're going to experience something as profound as a machine becoming self-aware of its surroundings and what it does. Um, because if that was the case, it would be that would be the least of our problems. It would be the machine would be able to do remarkable things that we can't even fathom at that point. Um, interplanetary things as well. It's very cool to, to kind of explore that. So these high levels of thinking, intelligence emotion self-awareness it's kind of just uh, makes you think okay at what point can computers do that or um what's going to happen when machines think for themselves or or how how are they how is it going to happen like what's what's the markers or um according to Ver- verner vinge there is a there's gonna be a time where computers machines and ai are gonna get so much smarter than humans uh, we're not talking like, uh, like a little bit smarter that they can answer better questions. We're talking a thousand or million times smarter. And that particular phase is known as the singularity phase. Uh, there's a whole branch called singularism. We're not going to get into that. But um, it's, it's interesting. They actually, there's meetings around the world discussing wh- how they can prevent uh, total machine control when, ter- when when the singularity phase actually takes effect. Also, let's explore, like, hostility. Like, can robots actually, you know, science fiction, Terminator style, go after us and try to try to kill us all and, like, all that stuff? I, I guess they can. I mean, again, it comes back down. To me, like, when I'm trying to answer these questions, I, I always go back to practicality. Like, is it practical for a robot to start hunting down humans and killing them all? And there might be a practicality if the computer, computer program or the AI or the machine actually sees that practicality. I think it could be a national threat, and very, uh, very rightfully so. Um, a lot of people actually argue that uh, we shouldn't use AI or machines to, to man our military equipment because um, supposedly something goes wrong, a hack or virus or something, we're all going to die. And yeah, so it's, it's, very, it's very cool to think about that. But going back to it, um, can they be hostile? I think 100 percent they can, and I, like the scary thing is I don't know what we can do about it. I mean, it's it's uh, it's there's no there's no kind of way to fight back. Um, now there are um, some committees that are enforcing the um, development of friendly AI, which is um, AI that is code and code friendly and nice to its uh, to its creators and its. Uh, uh, its specific purpose is to instill goodwill into AI. Again, though, I don't. I wouldn't know. Like, if it's not practical for that AI to stay friendly, it wouldn't. And that's and that's what it comes down to. Um, a lot of machines and robots can charge themselves. They can. Uh, they can go after. They can. They can find energy sources. They can. They can carry specific loads. They can all automate it. and without the help of humans. And when you think about that, it starts to like open discussions like, okay, should we do something about it? Should we regulate it? Should, be there, should there be laws and regulations trying to stop this? Um, but yeah, um, in terms of hostility, again, just come back down to practicality. Is it practical for our friendly robots to actually get mad at us and uh, uh, take us out? Um, only time can tell, I guess. So now that we kind of answered the question, delved deep, really deep, a little bit too deep (laughs) into um, how an AI can get depressed. Um, Let's let's open the Get Activated app and um, see how our answers sound with our own voice app for the Activated Podcast. Okay, Google, talk to the Activated Podcast. All right, let's get the test version of the Activated Podcast activation complete how are you today doing great thanks are you depressed no i'm sure i can simulate depression if you wanted me to but i don't think i can actually be depressed by myself Hmm, what do you mean it's not practical for me to get depressed then how could you get the weather when i'm feeling down i think it's better if i stay the way i am that's a a good point i know right (laughs) Um okay um great What is depression Depression affects a lot of people worldwide. It's a mental illness that affects 350 million worldwide. I'm familiar with how it works. Are you sure you're familiar? Positive. Well, okay, thank you for your input. Till next time. That uh, that went way better than planned. I mean, way better than planned. I mean, he was answering me. I I wouldn't have been able to tell if it was a human or not. Um, Of course, I asked it very specific questions, but uh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, that's kind of creepy, actually. It was a little bit too real for me. Well, um, that's all for this episode of the Activated Podcast. Um, as a quick recap, um, we talked about if AI or machines or robot can actually get depressed. Um, special thanks to at tinysloth111 at Twitter. Love your Twitter handle, by the way, um, uh, for requesting this question. Um, remember, guys, um, you can access the voice app right now. Um, if you have a Google Assistant, all you need to say is, okay, Google, talk to the activated podcast. And you can get the same answers that we answered today on your phone forever, wherever you are. Um, hopefully, you get the same answers. If you get different answers, get rid of your phone. Burn it. I don't know. Put it in water. Put it in the toilet. I those answers are not mine. Um, um, but uh, if you have a specific question that you would love, to, love us to tackle on the next episode um hit me up on my twitter at ketone boy that's k-e-t-o-n-e boy b-o-i i know it should be y but i don't know boy just it's kind of funnier uh, you can also um hit up on twitter um my uh, co-host and editor and good friend um j for jalal that will be j f-o-r-g-a-l-a-l Um, He picks out all the questions, actually, for me, so um, if you really want a question, you want to hit him up. Uh, But if I find a nice question on my Twitter, I wouldn't mind tackling that on my own as well. Um, uh, Don't forget to like us on our Facebook page, The Activated Podcast. If you like this episode and if you like the voice app as well, um, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. That helps a lot in spreading the word about The Activated Podcast. And we can make our voice app smarter and smarter so that one day it can take over the world. Also, if you happen to have eyeballs, uh, which I hope you do. I mean, if it's completely fine if you don't, I understand. But if you do, um, we post exclusive content to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Activated Podcast. So please check us out there or just Google the Activated Podcast or put it on YouTube. Just write Activated Podcast. We're everywhere, folks. You can also follow me on Instagram at Boy. And um, that's it, folks. Um, Until next time, this has been the Activated Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Abdallah McNess and Google Assistant. Google Assistant is not available right now. Um, I'll catch you uh, next time on the next episode of the Activated Podcast. See you there.